people are gonna think like I'm the biggest jerk ever. Because <laughs> like, dude, why do you seem just a jerk towards him the whole time? <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was a blast. But um, all right. Wait, did you already send us live, Brad? It said live. Yeah, I do think that a lot of the intros and timers and stuff that we have are a bit excessive. Um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Will, please tell me that you have not frozen right off the bat. Because if you did, that's going to be most unfortunate. And I guess it's uh, entirely possible that I'm the one that is frozen. But uh, from my perspective, you are the frozen one. Let's see. I can see Tub backstage not frozen. So uh, that does lead me to believe you are, in fact, the trouble child. And it's funny because just um, earlier today, I was thinking about texting you and asking you if the Wi-Fi booster you got on Amazon was working or not. So uh, I'm going to go with no. And uh, this move has not been the most fortuitous to you. So everybody, welcome to the show. I am Braxton Voorhees tonight. That is La La Poe. And we are brought to you by Tom for 52.com. That is Thomas Queter for State Cynic. Uh, there's no quitting Queter. Thomas Queter, great candidate, the best one. Support him. Check out his website. Vote for him. Connect with him on social media. All those things are available to you. And then Will's favorite. Indeed, crowned by gold, the book three of the Royal Green series, which you can find at theroyalgreen.com or on Amazon. They come in paperback and Kindle. The Alaskan Raven are, um, I don't know, you know, they're not pirate themed, but uh, I felt the muse was moving me to uh throw that in there and uh they're at slick crow on facebook go and check out their uh curated selection of memes for you to share with uh your internet friends and perhaps your family 
And let's talk about James Taller for Kentucky. You can find him at taller4ky.com. Donate to his campaign, People Over Politics. He's a libertarian. Vote for him. Well, I wonder, does he make, uh, is that a personal email address? What email address? Taller for KY. My only question is, I'm pretty sure on the internet you're supposed to differentiate. Like, I think you're supposed to say Kentucky so that people don't think it's the uh, lubricant. But it's an email, but it's not, you know, at ky.gov. That's ky, that's just in the name for ky.com. Exactly. Um, so this I think is the website. Okay. I'm sure it's okay. Okay. This one we're going to do together. Not real libertarian, libertarian presents, presents the Coliseum. The Coliseum. With Sean Hickman, John Hickman versus Dan, Dan Taxation is Theft, Behrman. Oh, does he get to put that as his name? He does. He has it as his name and, and everything else. I just and that is with uh, it. not this Friday of the Coliseum, but next? No, next, two Fridays January from 14th. now. That's the right. Next, next. And I was thinking that's Valentine's Day, but I'm a month ahead you are off but hey good for Lindsay because that means you're thinking ahead so, and she's going to appreciate anarchy versus anarchy i just yes it's gonna right be a great debate that. it's gonna be well, a great debate it'll be a debate it'll be uh it'll be a spectacle bread and I'm circus excited. i'm excited i'm excited all right so we have an incredible agreed blunt freedom anarchy over minarchy it's a hard debate though but we have a great show for you today we have tub Roarbaugh on the show Again, if you didn't see him on Not a Real Libertarian, you missed out. Go back and watch that episode. But he's a candidate running in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, he is also a pastor. So we're going to try to dive in to some libertarian theology today. Uh, but we've got a great show lined up for you. So without further ado, welcome, Tub. Hey, guys. Hey, let, let me just start with this. Okay. So, Braxton, you let in with a Thomas Queter. You said that he is a candidate. He's the greatest candidate. Okay. Right. Now – when I did the other show, um, after the part where y'all were done with me, and I'm just kind of sitting there watching it, all of a sudden this whole thing with you, Will, and Martha Bueno, like you didn't care anymore because Martha Bueno to you was the greatest. So <laughs> I'm really starting to question why I'm on the show because <laughs> you guys have made it very clear. Everybody but Tub, basically. Wow. It, well, no, the and, thing is, we love you as a guest, but as a sponsor, Tom takes precedence because he is a sponsor. Um, I was thinking for you, we need to have some almost uh, free state project action. Since there are so many of you guys uh, running for city council in Jacksonville, uh, why don't a couple of us move there to vote for you? Or at least have the Veteran Caucus come down there and help uh, with your campaign. Boots on the ground. They, 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 now, that one we can get behind. Now, let's just be very clear. I'm not going to let you talk your way out of the fact that you did make it very clear that the greatest candidate is Thomas Queter. The greatest candidate so, that gives us money. <laughs> oh, there we go. So if I throw a few bucks at you, then all of a sudden, hey, Tub, you can be all right also. Yes, you we can be bought. Bet. We're not even oh, expensive. <laughs> We're cheap. Cheap price. Okay, fair, well, the bad thing about that is, is that I am cheap. So then I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm fine being their third favorite at the best. I'm, I'm, I'm okay hey. with that because – you know, just following somewhere down the line is free. So I'll just stick with that. And I'll just wherever you guys throw me in, I'll take it. We'll take it. Third, Third's pretty good. That's still bronze. That's an Olympic medal. But Jenny has a question, Tom. Are you going to the Florida LP convention? Uh, 
Okay, so I don't know if I should be able to bring this up because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bitter towards it. Um, but I haven't, I haven't voiced a whole lot of opinion. Um, it, it was on my calendar, and I was planning on going, but as of the past few days, I'm not sure. Um, so that's what we have to start with. We have to start with something that just might get me in trouble from the start. Yep, exactly. So, Skipping an LP convention, not allowed, not allowed. Uh, well, here's the thing. I guess the question could be, whoever asked that, do, do I have to be there? Trust me, I am highly unessential. Uh, hey, guys, Jenny wants right, to meet you. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm trying. See you later, Will. Um, <laughs> so he checked out. It was just that fast for him, wasn't it? <laughs> Obviously. Um, Jenny, uh, I guess you could say works for us, although that doesn't sound exactly right. Um, we work for Jenny. Uh, she makes a lot of our memes and also does everything, I guess you could say, like administrative. She uh, helps keep the chariot rolling along. And then Will, I don't know what is, I don't know how he predicted that uh, Wi-Fi downage. Um, so I know you know Will uh, somewhat, but before while he's gone and can't defend himself, I just want to say this is a great time. What do you want to say? What do you want to talk about? Will is so anti-authoritarian to his core; it really interferes with. I mean, he uh, he doesn't have a psychosis about it. He's able to like hold down a job and things like that. But even <laughs> when it comes to his uh, religion, he finds uh -huh. it very hard to believe that anyone should have a uh, divine authority over him or authority over him in any way, shape or form. So uh, even if you he's a little bit different than other uh, Christians, even if you find it in scripture, you still have to convince him that uh, that he should take that to heart. Well, the, the thing is this, is that we see clearly, I don't know how far we're going into this, but we see clearly through our scripture how there is this level of authority. Of It's more, more of accountability. Mm -hmm. and, and so in order to truly have accountability with somebody, you've got to be able to speak into them and they got to understand your situation. Now, do I think that everybody, do I think everybody should always be able to just kind of come over? I, I, no, I think that we should hold to a level of standard before you allow somebody to speak into your life. Like you, they should have proven themselves. They, they should kind of know what's going on, stuff along those lines. But I, I definitely cannot go along with, oh, there he is. So I, I think that you're right in saying that Will is wrong. Um, I, I think that's the best way to handle that. And so I think that what Will has to understand is in a walk with God, we're already there, Will. We're already there. In, okay. in, a, in, a, in a walk with God, you have to allow certain people to speak into your life. Okay. And those are the ones who will bring you to where you are called to be. Because if you think about it, uh, accountability inside your Christian walk is a very big deal. Um, Paul writes a number of letters that talk about just that. And really what Paul is talking about is, hey, y'all better get your act together. First Corinthians is a letter all about y'all better get your act right. I'm tired of telling y'all this. Mm -hmm. And then he spends a lot of his time trying to tell people, say, hey, listen, here's where it is. Now, I, like Paul says, though, like he's not doing this to lord over you. Like he's not like at one point he even says, he goes, listen, I could basically tell you in Philemon. He goes, I could basically tell you to do these things, but I'm not going to. Like I, I'm going to trust that you understand my position and my desire for you to do better. So in that you will listen to me. So I think we should always be cautious of anybody and anywhere really, but definitely in the church where they kind of lord that over you. Like you better listen to me because like I'm the pastor and I'm an elder or something along those lines. That's a horrible abuse of position. Now, they should be willing to and you should be willing to accept that they should speak into your life with one desire to draw you closer to God. That's it. If they're doing it just to mock you and say, hey, look, I'm better than you. 
then you're right. You shouldn't have, those should not be the people speaking into you. What was the question in the first place? That was interesting. Well, the question was, why is Will a heathen? And I said, well, the biggest, I said, the biggest issue with that is because he doesn't let people speak into his life. Braxton will tell you what the real question was. Um, I just told him a little preface, just, uh, you know, maybe a cornerstone to many of our debates or discussions since uh, just considering how friendly they are, is that you are so anti-authoritarian to your core. Uh, you have problems, uh, whether it's from scripture or whether it's from, you know, uh, church leaders taking um, anything from anybody. Wow. You would rather, you would wow. rather, you would rather uh, take mushrooms and then interpret the will of the universe for yourself. <laughs> I think you I said that. You said that <laughs> I think like you claimed to be God a couple of times. <laughs> I don't think that. Hold on. Let me just. That's a lot. So let me try to deconstruct that a little bit. Um, I don't think that I do not take authority from scripture period i think that i interpret it very differently than the vast majority of christians do um on all sides of the table but well, i think you're probably that the I right definitely... one. you're you're probably right everybody else is probably wrong right exactly because yeah, okay. we as libertarians know that if the majority believes something it's probably true that it's got to be wrong uh -huh. so, all right so continue what so... you were saying that you do you struggle with authority from from pastors and stuff along those lines or I don't even struggle. I mean, yeah, I don't like people who make unnecessary rules. So when it comes to my relationship with God, I'm, I feel like I have refined the Bible and my beliefs down in the same way that libertarianism is politics refined, because I don't think that any extra fluff that isn't necessarily a rule that I believe was actually spoken by God needs to be included in my own so religion. So, all right, for one thing, your own religion, I don't think there's a, a willism going around. So we're yeah, not going right. to too far you know, into my that own one. interpretation, my own interpretation. Okay. Um, so, in, in that, so what do you think then? What is the role of the church leader? And, and guys, I think I'm probably going to switch out at some point. I might go, I might go silent on you. And I'm going to probably have to change out my AirPods. Okay. But yeah, in no the meantime, problem. okay. In the meantime, though, what, what, what do you think the role of the church leader is then? Or do you believe that there should be no church? Um, no, I think that people should be able to congregate and worship and learn in whatever ways they want to. And I do think that there's value in it and that it's good for people. Um, but the role of a church leader, I would say, is to lead by example. Um, okay. To, to to provide a more clear interpretation of, of the Bible than those you know church members can provide for themselves and that's why they look to that person um yeah but don't, okay usually. now see that i would very much agree with what you're saying right there but you have to when they're making things clearer you then have to understand that i have to fall in kind of in line i don't say in line but i had to fall in line with this thinking that says he knows this probably more than i do so i have to trust when he tells me this is what i ought to be doing that that part is hard for me yeah so i uh so let's let's play it out Let's uh let's have a I, we want to talk about psilocybin magic mushrooms and the okay. sinfulness of them. So you're a okay. pastor, right? So, and and you know of course I don't think that you believe necessarily that everybody who has pastoral authority is correct because you know obviously no. there's probably ways you disagree with other pastors and you know right we're all yeah, in agreement all, there. See, but the, yeah. the thing is you need to understand that if if they're not agreeing with me, they're just wrong. <laughs> 
That's good. Did I lose sound? Oh, okay. Like I said, my, my sound's probably gonna die here in a minute. So, like, it's my it's with my Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's wrong. Exactly. Okay. But okay, so it's let's talk wrong. about the magic mushroom question because I'm really curious. Okay. You know, let's let's dissect it kind of biblically and and from there. Okay, so, so if what we makes took... you think it's wrong? Okay, so if if we if we were to take the same line of thinking for magic mushrooms versus alcohol, because uh -huh. they, they tend to want okay, they tend to want to kind of bring you to the same place in a sense. All right, so if we follow that line, I would have to say, listen, we can't only because if you if you look at the verses, are pretty clear about why we don't. They use the example of alcohol. Uh, you mm -hmm. know why we don't do it? it it's the idea of. Um, kind of be remember when paul says very clearly that be drunk in the spirit as opposed to drunk on wine oh. and so i i think there are verses there but let me ask you this because i did put a little thought into, i didn't just dismiss you i mean i probably should have but i didn't just dismiss <laughs> you and is there a is there a medicinal purpose for these mushrooms um if if not necessarily purely a physical medicinal purpose but well, there are you, some uh, really they repair neuropathways. Um, okay. So for people with, so I mean, there is some. So do can they do that without the idea of? I'm just going to use the term of getting high. Can can it be done without the intention of getting high? Yeah, I believe so. I'm. This is all based on stuff I've heard. I've never tried. I okay. think micro dosing. I think you get the medicinal effects without any of the psychoactive effects. I believe. You know anything about well, microdosing, Will? You know really, he does. No. He's lying. You know he knows all about I, I it. Don't, no, I really don't. Know. I only really know, know about microdosing. He, he only goes all in. He doesn't deal with microdosing. Exactly. All, <laughs> it's all true. right. So, Brexit, if that holds true, okay, I would think that I would, I personally would tell people in my church, and I think that it's okay. It's the same conversation that we had with medicinal marijuana. When I was on the other show, I'm actually fine with the medicinal marijuana. Okay. Uh, because we actually have people in our church. Now, I will tell you, these aren't the people who are carrying cards around saying, hey, I'm allowed to, but they do have a tendency to kind of smoke. And, and so um, I've had the conversation with us. I said, well, why are you doing it? That's, that's always question number one. Why? Why Why are you doing this? And uh, like there's a gentleman inside of our church. He's an old gentleman. He's, he's just violated his body over years. And um, so he has found that when he gets home at the end of the day after working, he take a couple hits and it kind of brings everything down, cushions some pain, and is able to keep functioning. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't have an issue with that because people do the same thing with pills. And, and so just because they're prescribed, does that really make a big difference? Now, do right. I like the idea of them saying, hey, I got a medical marijuana card? Yeah, just to play the game, you, you know. But as a whole, I'm looking at that. I go, I, but now – I asked him, I said, are you doing it to get high? He goes, Pastor, absolutely not. He goes, that's not what I'm doing. I'm like, okay. I said, so what you're saying? He goes, yeah, I'll take a couple hits and I'm fine. Okay. And I can live with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to question that because here's what I'm going to tell you. And it's going to sound like a cop out, but I truly believe it. That now becomes an issue between you and God. And I, I, I truly believe that if God tells you, hey, dude, knock it off, you better stop. It doesn't make any difference what I say. Like, even if I give you the approval, hey. Good job there. We're okay with that. And God goes, no, dude, you're done. Um, like, like for example, because some get crazy about the drinking or cigarette smoking. It goes out. It gets out of hand. And, and, and so we actually had a gentleman in our church a few years back. He goes, well, you know, I smoke. I said, I don't care. Uh, I, like, I, I think we have bigger things to worry about than whether you smoke or not. I says, but as soon as God tells you, hey, dude, you need to quit smoking, 
you better. Because then at that point, you are sinning. And it's not up against me. Hey, listen, you don't need my approval for anything. There you go, Will. You should like that part of it. That they don't need my like they don't need my approval. Like, sure. you know, they might say, hey, listen, where do we sit at? And naturally, you want a certain level of, am I doing this right? You know, just your Christian walk and stuff along those lines. But never hold to the approval of man in any way. Because if you're holding to the approval of man, you will be let down. Because True. man will let you down. And yeah. okay. I don't care. The three of us right here, we've been let down by man before. Oh, yeah. And, and so if you're hinging what you believe and what you do in your walk and everything based on what some man is going to tell you, you've already got it all messed up anyway. True. No disagreement. So I want right, to have wanna a good night. Y'all be blessed. <laughs> I want to continue this debate. If I leave right now, I'm going to George. I'm going to George Costanza this. I'm going to dip out now. Like, hey, I'm going to leave on the no, good note. I'm out. No dipping out. No dipping out. So Jeez. I want to continue this debate and completely remove the medicinal effects. So let's say, no, I'm no, not taking no, that for any medical I, purpose. I, 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 I'm going to dip out on that. I'm going to tell you, if you're using it for the intention of getting high, altered thinking, I'm out. I can't I can't condone it. Okay, so I want to I want to know why. So what is it? Because, because we just lined argument. Your argument with alcohol, you did align it. But the thing is that I feel like scripture tends to be pretty specific about the things it talks about most of the time. And I wouldn't say that it's really biblically fair to connect alcohol to this other substance and say, well, it says this about alcohol, so this must apply to this, which is a completely different chemical, completely different reaction, completely different experience. Well, um, but hold on. So I but think that's kind of stretching the it? scripture. The, no, no. But what I'm saying is that you're saying okay. there's different reactions and stuff, but we're okay, not worried yeah. about the reaction. We're worried about the intent. What's the okay. intent of doing it? My and the intent, intent is altered thinking, altered state. And if that's sort the case, of. then how is it different than alcohol? We usually get drunk because we want to have an altered condition. Are all altered conditions wrong, though, is the question. You said getting drunk in the Holy Spirit. That's okay. That's kind of an altered condition. Well, it's because it's not way. really drunk. That's why. It's like, well, hey, sure. the Holy Spirit. Neither is, neither is psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, are you familiar so, with the Pentecostal you. denomination? Who, me? Yeah, or they will. get no you. They get bath salty on the Holy Spirit. They get bath salty. <laughs> what? So, listen, actually, th yeah, th there will be some that it's the idea what usually tends to fall in that area is the speaking in tongues and stuff like that. And they will actually tell you that if you don't speak in tongues, then you ain't saved. You don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. that's not our world because because I can't align that biblically. We see that the speaking sure. in tongues is a gift. And if you're gifted in it, you'll do it. It goes along with any of the other gifts. Uh, if you have the gift of healing, not I don't think everybody can go around healing. But at the same time, I don't think these fools that go into these arenas and charge money so you can be healed. We, 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 I can't buy into that either. Sure. It, 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 you have the gift as God has deemed that gift. Now, Will, to in, in the topic of Willism, okay, you said the Bible speaks. What are what is what are you saying specifically inside of here? That's here. Here it is. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so inside of here, are you saying are the verses that are supporting your thinking? Genesis 129. Okay, I remember you brought this up before, but this is where they have full use of everything that's out there, correct? Uh, yeah, just plants. And really, yep. it's not so much. it's not so much that I think that Scripture supports the action necessarily, explicitly. Okay. But it is that I don't think that it prohibits it or discourages it because I don't think it is the same as alcohol. I don't think people do it for the same reasons they drink alcohol. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. A, I think there's a spiritual value in it. Hold, hold on. In that verse right there that you're quoting, does uh -huh. it not speak against what you're saying? 
No, it doesn't. It says that God gave Behold, us every seed-bearing plant for food. For food? Yeah. So are you using that plant for food? Are you using it to sustain your body in a way that you would have bread? Well, if Jesus is the bread of life, do you literally eat him? Nice. Well, don't, yeah. ask Braxton. <laughs> don't ask Braxton. He's a Catholic, so he's going to say yes. But for you and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're not literally eating it just for food, but you do get a nourishment, a different kind of nourishment. Okay. But this, once again, your verse is saying that it's for food. And so you're talking about, you're not eating it for food. You're not doing it. You're like, Hey, I don't want lasagna. I'm going to get, get me some shrooms. So well, yeah, I, you're like, not... I like the spices. I like the spices. <laughs> also remember that Paul's very clear. He says that all things are lawful, but not all things are wise. So just because sure. you oh, can, just because you can use these rooms doesn't mean you probably should. I can't believe I, you just threw that scripture. You just gave me ammunition. Come on, I wouldn't have even thought of that one myself. I just helped you? You helped me. So, oh, so you're saying I could do it even if it's a bad idea. That's the angle you're going to take. No, I'm saying it's, it, it is lawful. It might not be wise. I do personally think that in certain circumstances it can be wise. I, I, we went with the medicinal one. I think we agreed with medicinal. True, true. We'll so, we'll uh, we'll agree to disagree so far, but we'll have to have you back now. We're gonna, we're gonna get you over there someday. <laughs> Our, the whole goal of me constantly coming back is only oh, gonna be do I finally go, dude? Just go get your shrooms and chill. Like, <laughs> is that the plan? <laughs> so, no. So, no. So if I put a disclaimer on the show, hey guys, I, I think it's great for Will to go take shrooms and get high. <laughs> then I never have to, then, 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 but then I'll be like, hey, but that's for Will because he has his own version of Jesus. So it's fine. So Will can go Brad, do it all he wants. We all have our own okay. version of Jesus. There's only one so, version of him, I agree, but we all do have our own version. You better believe it. But I always tell people the version that you have doesn't save. Like, you, you better hope that the God you make up is a saving <laughs> God, because if it's not the one in the Bible, you're in trouble. Well, what if it can be both? Why can't it be an interpret? Yeah, yeah. I think it can be both. So you're saying there's two Jesuses, the one that you created and the God of the Bible, but they're the same. No, I'm there's a multiverse of Jesuses. <laughs> okay. String Jesuses, little tiny strings. But listen, something that doesn't get talked about nearly enough is the fact that um, the burning bush that Moses used to receive the Ten Commandments was actually the acacia bush which is native to that area, which is very rich and potent in DMT. So, so you think he was just getting high? Yes. The burning bush and communing with God, what that was uh, actually explaining is uh, a DMT experience. So he was just tripping and he wasn't really hearing from God. I, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. God used the the, the drugs to get through to him? Why not? Because if you make that argument, Will's going to be all over this. <laughs> Will's yeah, like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> did, did God not make the bush? Did he not make the, the plants with those intentions? He designed everything but, in the universe. No, but what about the fact he even said straight out about trees? He says, hey, uh, it's there, but don't eat from it. One, yeah, but so, that's not the same tree. No, no, no. Also, no. that was before the fall. Now we're already falling. Eat. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, but what you're talking about, so what you're talking about is actually, yeah, the, the idea of them being created and having everything there to eat was before the fall. Mm -hmm. But it was already there. Like, I, I don't think there was a, he created them and then he created this tree and said, okay, now don't go there. Because if you follow creation, all the trees were made at that time. And sure, then man true. came. 
true. So is our goal to find out? So, okay. So are we actively trying to just figure out who in the Bible was getting high? That's there's been several books written on it at this point. Um, the immortality really? key by Brian Marinescu. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's really interesting and, um, it's very interesting. I think it's also Paul to the Corinthians when, uh, they're using the wrong wine for communion and, uh, people are dying and he's kind of berating them for using the wrong wine. Um, people believe hold that. On, where, hold the, on. Where's Where's that at? Where, where are you getting that from? I'm going to have to, let me Google this and uh, okay. I can kind of, uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. have to. Hey, listen, I'm all about y'all bringing me on a, on a libertarian podcast and we have a Bible study. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to get my Bible? No, I'm just kidding. You have one? Yeah, like seven. I got a bunch of, I got more them? Bibles than anybody. Yeah, Seven's a good do, number. Do, do you read them day. or you just Not have very them? often. Mostly just Not very them. often. But I've read I've read them before. So there's no reason to keep reading it because you've already mastered it. Uh, no, not So there's that. no reason to not know. Mastered. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know it all then. Like you could read I'll it and be like, I got it all. I'm good. It's more like I've, I, you know, I cycle through books and uh-huh. I'll go back to it eventually. And, and so in Whenever that. Whenever it becomes interesting again. Uh, what, what is that? Whenever I feel like God is interesting again, I'll drop in on him. Like yeah, well, you understand. This might be a place we kind of disagree. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the Bible, the whole Bible, is divinely inspired in the way most people do. I do believe that it has divine inspiration, but I don't think that means that it's flawless. And do we say that because it's easier to live my life the way I want to, as long as I don't have to believe all of this? Absolutely not. I think that that's truly what I believe. Like, I think, for instance, there's nothing, you know, nobody, no single author who was writing any part of the Bible knew that it was going to be a compilation. Um, None of them, you know, there was nothing in any of the books that say that the entire Bible is protected as a, you know, flawless piece. Right, right. Um, But in fact, it was all written by man, which I think is flawed, which can still be divine in that, you know. But but see, that's the beauty of it is that you're right by all these authors through all through time. They all somehow still kept this one goal in this one direction. How could you yeah. not be divinely inspired and keep it all in the same direction? Because we can't get three of us right here to agree on anything. And that is why I agree that they they there's the core of what they're all saying is true. And they all in, are in, in a way in the same direction. You're absolutely right. And I do agree that that proves and solidifies the divine inspiration. But I still don't think that that makes it flawless. Okay, so what 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 parts what parts are not inspired then by God? Okay, so it's not that I think any of them aren't inspired by God. It's that I don't think all of them offer the same thing. So, for instance, all of Paul's writings to me are about the wisdom he offers, uh-huh. about the things that he's teaching us. But he doesn't have the same authority in my mind as Jesus himself did or as Moses did when he spoke from God or a prophet who spoke from God. Uh, I think that everybody is is a unique situation and everybody's writing should be analyzed individually. And I think that it can still have flaws, but I think the core of it, the single thread that's in the center that combines it all is is very much the same throughout. So I'll agree with you in that they all they all they go in a direction if you will because they all mm-hmm. are presenting something different it, like but sure. they're all a facet of god they're all in what god is doing what's going on 
Um, Absolutely. But they do present like like Paul is truly telling about, hey, as a Christian, here's how we live. Here's what we do. Um, and Paul gets into the church and the forming of the church and how it should look, the leadership, stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Jesus, through the Gospels, it was more of a, hey, here's who I am. Like the only thing right. that matters right now is who I am. You need to understand this because if you don't understand this, what Paul's fixing to come and do, don't make a lick of difference. Sure. And, and so that's why I would agree with you that they all kind of have their different thing because they're presenting. And, and we have to also remember that they're they're writing to a group of people during a specific time in a specific situation. So if you said, I don't think we can pull everything out and throw it in our lives, I would probably agree with you. Because there are certain situations that are very specific about, hey, and it doesn't fit into my life. And First Corinthians, when he's telling them, hey, this dude's hooking up with his stepmother. Like, this is a bad idea. Okay. And, and, and I would think that that's, I hope that's, I hope I'm not finding a way where I go, you know what? That fits into my life. Like, right, I, I'm no. really sitting here thinking about hooking. Like, you know, so I, I think that you're right. I think that we find that, they, like, Paul specifically in his letters to the churches, like, he's writing for certain reasons. And he's like, hey, you idiots, here's what's going on. Y'all need to get your act together. Um, and, and then you got to remember when Jesus is walking and teaching, he's talking about very specific things to that time in that area. And, sure. and so if I like, hey, well, the only way I can really follow God is I better be a shepherd or a fisherman. Well, that's sure. absurd. But those were the people right. of the time. And so that's why I would most definitely agree with you in that they do kind of go like this. But they all have one central core, one central purpose. Yes. Get you yes. back to God. But out of this, and that's why I think that I'll agree with you. Gang, I'm agreeing with you entirely too much. Um, that I would agree <laughs> with you that, that times of life would determine what book I might go to read. Like if I'm struggling with this, yeah. I might go read yeah. this. You, you know. So yeah. So but there. But the point of all the books, regardless of which one you're looking at, is about God. They're all about God. Yes. And so it's got to be, you got to admit, it's pretty impressive. Countless authors over thousands of years can all stay in the same direction. I think that can only happen if that God is real. And so Thanks. I agree with you. Let me ask you this, though. I think this is where yes, we sir. might kind of have a division in that belief in a way. And Braxton, I want you to are we tell argue him. Are if... we just talking about, like, do we have other things to talk about? What's my point here today? Well, we want to talk about uh, okay. your service to your country and also your campaign. But this is the bread and butter, I feel like. Yeah, let me get to this point. I'm fine with this. Go ahead. Okay, so Braxton, Braxton can answer for me. I'll let him, since he's my best friend, tell you whether or not I adjust the Bible to my life and desires to sin, because I'll, I'll, you know, let him have that. But, um, but what I do want to ask you after that is what, uh, why, why can't you, Tub, uh, uh -huh. write a book of the Bible? Essentially, why should I respect the writing, um, of you know, anybody in the Bible? more so than I respect your writing. Because to me, divine inspiration, as long as you are seeing that same God, so, you are worshiping that same God, your core will also be the same. And so what separates Paul and you? Do, do Okay, do you think that, for one thing, there was a purpose to be told back then? Okay. Like, I, I, don't, think there, I don't think we have any new revelation coming out. I don't think God's coming up with new stuff. Going, oh, by the way, hey, I want to fix this. I, I don't think any of that's happened. I think he's okay? always creating new revelations. But no, no, not but he, but they stay always focused on the word of God. Like he's never going to give anybody like I, there's general revelation and specific revelation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, general revelation kind of goes to everybody. The word of God, the stuff along those lines, that's for everybody. 
And then there will be times where the spirit speaks to you, Will, if the spirit is able to speak to you. If the spirit speaks to you and says, hey, Will, this is specific revelation for you in your life at this time. But also understand that will never be contrary to what he already has out there. It will never go contrary to his word, his will, and his way. But it might expand upon his word. It might be something uh -uh. that's not mentioned specifically in his word. Okay, but but that would be for you. Okay. Like you like I, I don't think anybody I don't think he's coming out with any more that says, Hey, everybody needs to hear this because I came up with this new idea. And everybody needs to get sure. on board with this. Okay. And, and so yeah. I, I, I yeah. I'm open to the idea that people get a word from God. I'm fine with that. And they get a word uh -huh. from God. And, and anytime they're gonna tell me something, hey Tub, I got a word for you, or I got this, I say, Okay, fine, let's hear it. Like I'm down for it. But sure. once you do, I'm gonna compare it to the word of God. Sure. And if it doesn't align with the word of God, I'm going to go, nope, that's junk. I'm out of there. And uh, there's a lot of televangelists that I'm not fans of. Like, because they, they tend to go, well, I got this word from God. Yeah, and then you start talking. You go, no, no, you didn't. That's not a word from God. That's a word from you. It's a word from your wife. It's a word from Satan. I don't yeah. know where it's coming from, but it's not God. Yeah, sure. And so I think that that's the difference. The difference is that God has laid out what his overall plan is. Okay. There's nothing more to add to that for general revelation. There's no more general revelation. It's covered. So besides, like you just said, though, if I came to you all of a sudden, say, hey, I got this new word. Like I'll have people that come up to me at the church and go, hey, Pastor, that was a good word. Okay, I didn't write it. Because when they, and I tell everybody, when there's a book of tub, I'll take credit for it. I'm down. Like, like I'm all in at that point. Like, you're right. I crushed it. That book of tub is getting it. But like I said, there's no reason to add to what's already in place. There's nothing new coming. Okay. Interesting. Braxton, what do you, do you think that I, uh, in my personal life, alter my beliefs of the Bible for my own good? No, no. I mean, oh, if, we're, uh, if we're being I totally, it. Like, it could be true. <laughs> No, if we're being totally honest, if anything, it would be uh, you would, you know, disregard that, which I think is and disregard is not the right word. It's uh, it's very, very, very complex. Just the nature of, you know, the translations and then also uh, on top of the translations, also the context at the time. Sure. Um, so I am always when we're discussing the Bible, I'm always more than happy to almost like agree to disagree or like, hey, I'm like not actually knowledgeable enough to get to the bottom of this because, you know, you can dig for uh, quite a long time just on words and phrases in the Bible. It's yep. terribly tricky. You, you, you know, I often tell people, yeah. I say, so you have these guys who are way smarter than me, way smarter than me. I'm like, go listen to them for a few minutes. But more importantly, like you get into end times prophecy and stuff. I dip out. I'm out. Like, I'm not that guy. And, and like, there, there are guys that they study Revelation for like 30 years and they still can't tell you exactly what that means. I'm like, so I'm not going to bother. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I did my college courses. I did well in my course. I knew enough to get out of there. And then after that, like, I, I'm not going to get into this. I'm more of the guy who says, let's focus on what's clear. Let's focus on the teachings of Christ. Let's focus on what Paul is saying. Let's focus on how we ought to be living. And we don't have to debate these. Some of these are just very clear. Let's focus on some of those. We can have conversations of these other things. Like, I don't mind talking to you about the mushrooms. Like, I, you know, here's what's going to happen. Even if we agreed here tonight, oh, yeah, shrooms are cool because here's the purpose behind them. I'm still not going to go out and do it. Like, I, I'm not going to. That's not my world. 
you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I think that there are these things and there's pastors, other pastors, Pentecostal preachers that I have as friends of mine. There are certain things we do not agree on. Like we just don't. But you know what? I still love them. I mean, they're wrong, but they're still brothers in Christ. And, and, and like we're <laughs> sure. still good. And I, I don't think that we're all going to agree on everything. Because there are areas where you go, well, what about this? And you're kind of like, yeah, that's, that's a legit point right there. And, and so I can't refute it. Like, I can agree to, I have my thinking of this, you have your thinking. And as long as neither one of them are going away from the word of God, like where God's not central, we're good. Like, we, we, can, we can keep moving on through life. And I think but that as long really as we ties, ties Christianity to libertarianism very well, because it, it's no different for us. You know, especially after jesus thank you and I, I didn't even do it intentionally but especially after <laughs> jesus because once we had the commandments refined to love your neighbor as yourself love the lord your god then we didn't have to worry about all the extra stuff anymore and i think that's kind of the core of, of my interpretation of the bible is that now i know that if my action is loving god and loving my neighbor then it's probably holy and it's probably plays in, is in alignment with scripture and, and the will of God. Yes. Um, yep. So I think libertarianism is very much the same. If you're not hurting people, you're not stealing from them, you're probably not going to bother me in my neighborhood and uh, my community. Do you know, so along these lines where I kind of fit both of these into the same world, I have said for years, if two guys down the street get married, it's not going to ruin my marriage. Sure. Like I, I hate these people. Hopefully. They're like, like, well, you know, well, yeah. I mean, my wife, she might just say, "I'm tired of you." It has nothing to do with those guys down the street. I just don't like you anymore. <laughs> um, but like, you, you have these people who go, "Well, if these guys get married, it's going to ruin marriage." You got a bad marriage if those two guys down the street are going to get married and ruin yours. Sure. You know, and that's kind of been my complaint. And and, and in certain Christian circles, I'm like, "Well, don't you understand?" I'm like, "No, don't you understand?" Here's the idea. It's not for you to be concerned about those guys down the street. Sure. Your concern is to make sure you're doing as you're called to do. That's right. Which follows into libertarianism. You know what? I'm going to yeah. do what I'm supposed to do. Whatever you're doing over there, that's your business. As exactly. long as you're not coming and telling – like if those guys are coming from down the street and saying, hey, you're wrong for being married to a woman. All right, now we've got a problem here, dude. All right? Sure. But yeah, whole, yeah. You're down there doing that. I'm here doing this. We're, we're good. And you're right. That is very libertarian thinking is that as long as you're not telling, like, as long as you're not telling me I can't have church or you, you know, like you could, you could not, you cannot agree with what I say. That's fine. Once again, you're wrong, but you can not agree with what I say, but you don't have to shut me down to do it. Exactly. How many times did Jesus force somebody to do something against their will to prove his morality? Not even once. It was, he didn't force he, anybody to do did, anything. He made the point, hey, if you want to be like these guys, go be like these guys, but you're going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like I often tell people, I say, listen, God doesn't force us into him. I say, anytime you're talking about forced love, that's rape. Right. And Jesus doesn't rape us. All right. Like, yeah. he, what, like you can, can we make a t-shirt of that, put that um, on a t -shirt podcast? Jesus doesn't rape. <laughs> Jesus doesn't rape us. Oh, yo, that you'll give me credit for. It. That gets the name put on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus doesn't rape. Check tub. Like go to go to tubforjacks.com and find out that Jesus doesn't rape. So great. Oh, right. That's and that tub. will be the takeaway of all of this. That will be the takeaway. But it's true. You know, Jesus doesn't rape us. <laughs> it's true. Jesus does not rape us. 
Uh, All right, so this is y'all show. What do you got going on? What, what do I need? What, what do you need me for here? Oh, we got face palms from the wife. This is bad. We're sinking. All right, we gotta oh, get back on track. Yeah, we do. There they were. Listen, that's our world. She does it. I'm telling you, every week at church, at some point, she's just gonna be like, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this." Like that. That's that's how, that's how she that's how she does life. That's just life. It would be hard. Well, good good for her for being uh, supportive and uh, being here watching your podcast. And that's that's more than me and Braxton can say about our lady friends. So I, I don't I'm even know where kidding. she is, to be honest with you. She I don't she's not <laughs> home. I don't I don't she she left work and she was gonna go get her nails done because you, Will, did not tell me different time zone. You're you right, said six o'clock, yes, so I, I did six o'clock and I sent you a message. Like I told, I got a hold of her. I said, I don't know what's going on with them. She goes like, "What?" I said, "It's almost six o'clock. I haven't gotten the link. I don't know what's going on." And then I say, "I go, oh, I'm he wasn't sorry. smart. He wasn't smart enough to tell me." The <laughs> That's so, exactly. And I might have, I, I, I might have said something that. like that too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, but then I was like, "Okay, fine. Here we go." But she said, "Hey, I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna go get my nails done." Okay, that's great because I figured that would work out well because she would do that and then we go get dinner after it. But no, seven o'clock. Is altogether different. Uh, uh, that's understandable. Well, I'm I'm very sorry. So I, I, messed get, up, I, I messed up in another way. I didn't advertise the show enough, so we'll definitely share it again and uh, push it back. Try to get you some love, but why? Why? Why, why do you do that? So that's why I said I was you, busy today. Was, I had a very busy day. You had the promo made for the person who was supposed to be on here. That's what happened. It's whoever <laughs> was the kid. Whoever was it canceled on you, like, oh, man, we can't use that promo anymore. We're going to make another one, but I'm too busy. I don't care. It's just tough. We don't really want people to watch this one anyway. So I understand I how this is going. I wish it would have been like that. I wish it would have been. But you okay. wish it, so you wish it would have been tough. We don't want you here? Yeah, that's better. That's oh. better than the reality. That's okay, better. so <laughs> I have another question now because this always comes up in the libertarianism discussion. Yes, sir. Um, there's a lot of scripture for me or that for libertarianism for all of us. For you. No, okay. for you, Tub. Um, okay. but for all of us. So what about, um, crap, I lost my train of thought. Oh, the, the verse that says give unto Caesar, what is Caesar's? Caesar's. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So do you think that that justifies taxation? If so, how, if, if not, how? Okay. So we could use, he was making the argument for that time. And I don't believe that his point was the big point that everybody tries to make out of that pay your taxes. I think what his bigger point was you give unto man, what's man's, but you give to God, what's God's. Huh, okay. and, and so we, we, we try to get camped out in this. Is that about taxes? And I think you know what he's saying. The bigger scheme. Remember, look what he's talking to and what they're talking about at that time. And I think the bigger point is you give you give to man whatever his man's. In, in this case, he's talking about it's the taxes. Um, do libertarians, can we then look at it and go, well, if you're talking about taxes, does that mean I have to? I, I, I don't know. Can, can, I, can I say I don't know? I, I've never <laughs> yes. held that. I've never held that specific to this money for taxes. I, I've held that more as a, you got the things of the world and you got the things of God and you decide which one you're going to do. And if you're going to focus on the things of man, you shouldn't really worry about the things of God because that's your focus now. Fair. Now, can, can I, can I agree and disagree with the statement of taxation is theft? No, not on this show. I can't disagree. Not, no, okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's no, hear no, it let me tell you it. why. No, no, let me tell you why. Uh, I don't make it. No, I, I very much, uh, I don't think we should pay taxes. I'm still in that camp. I'm still in the camp of we shouldn't pay taxes. And I had it explained okay. to me in such a beautiful way a little while back, and I go, there it is. Like, 
the, the correct argument. And, and in fact, uh, I think one of the people who really helped clear it up also is DL. I don't know if y'all know DL Cummings. Um, DL and I, we spent some time together. He's our local affiliate here in town. And uh, oh. he does a podcast. Actually, I've been doing the podcast with him for the past several weeks now. But the way he explained it is probably the way it's been explained for a long time. But I kind of was like, oh, when he's like the idea, if you have three of us here together and two of them decide, hey, we're going to raise some taxes to pay for this. That third person who didn't agree with is like, no, I'm not doing that. Theft. So I'm like, that's a perfect way to look at it. Like, that's a perfect, okay. simple way to explain it to others. Here's why sure. taxation is theft. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm down for that. Like, I get that. Now, am I, I guess my bigger problem is the misuse of tax money. Like, I often say we don't have a tax problem. We have a spending problem. And so it's not, so if we could get spending under control, I think a lot of people wouldn't be so angry about using taxes for emergency services and the roads and, you know, those type of things. Hmm. That they're a little more open to the idea if they have some say of you're going to take this from me can we at least use it to make it for something that's worth it type of thing sure and, and so sure. i kind of i kind of camp out there a little bit i kind of camp out a little bit of okay i don't want you to take any of it but at the same time i do want you know i want emergency services i i, I want things along those lines i i just think that if we get our spending under control we don't need to bring in so much money and at that point right there we start going okay we we can cut way back on taxes if we just focus on what we're spending it on yeah, we wouldn't be knocking down the door of the Capitol building if they were taking 1% of our money and using it wisely. So but, you're um, saying right. you support the events of January 6, 2020? <laughs> no, hey, Braxton, hey, I, I have to. Okay. I have to. Paul, are you asking Joe me Rogan's... or him? Who are you asking that question? Uh, Will. Definitely Will, because he said okay. knocking on the door of the Capitol building. Uh-huh. Um, but Joe Rogan, he uses the same uh, sort of metaphor that you got from uh, DL. He uses the same thing for prohibition. He says if he, you know, if the oh. three of us were stranded yep. on an island and Will, he finds some plant and he's like, hey, by the way, if you smoke this, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, if the two of us conspired, if we talked about it, like, hey, you really shouldn't do this. And we tell him, like, Will, you're not allowed to do that anymore. He would probably tell you, you know, F you, you're crazy. You know, you don't have any uh, authority over me. You don't have any dominion over me. And if we don't like that, and you know, while Will's sleeping and we go and we make a cage out of trees and we're like, hey, look at this, buddy. Next time you smoke that plant, we're going to throw you in that cage. We sound crazy in that scenario. We sound absolutely crazy. But if you scale that out to, you know, millions of people, uh, for some reason, that's not crazy. And people use that argument. People who... um, you know, or almost libertarian sympathizers, you know, they say like, Hey, I like some of their ideas, but it doesn't work at scale. I think that's kind of a logical fallacy because if you apply a scale to govern, um, you know, larger amount of people, I don't think you can reconcile the morality with that. I think you can reconcile the, um, you know, maybe the efficiency of that or the Mm -hmm. efficacy of that, but not the, uh, morality of it. Um, I think at that point you're getting into the the means justify the ends or do the ends justify the means. Like, like for me, once again, though, in those situations, the, the natural thinking of me says, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. So, Will, if you're sitting on this island and you want to go do that, best of luck to you. I'm still not going to. And then, mm-hmm. and Braxton, if you then decide, hey, I think I'm going to do that with him too, best of luck to you. And, and, and I and think that, that's that is the, the libertarian position. We advocate for the decriminalization of heroin and methamphetamines and uh, Florida's favorite bath salts. But I don't know a single libertarian that recommends it, you know, quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of my thinking. Like, I don't care if they legalize marijuana tomorrow. Now, I will tell you, never, never, I've never done any drugs in my life at all. And let me just tell you, I was not raised up in the church at all, at all. Like, I didn't even get saved until I was 33 years old. So, like, I was, I didn't have church before that at all. So, but I just never, now I, I might have sold it for a little while. <laughs> and and everyone's like, well, you didn't smoke it. Well, no, that's my money, dude. So, no, I'm not going to do that. You do not but, get high on your uh, own supply. Exactly. That's like, that's economics 101 right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the idea is that legalize it, legalize it today. I'm still not going to go do it. Like, like that's another the argument that, for it. Right. Right. I, I truly believe that most people, like, they're not going to run out and get heroin now because, hey, I, it's at Target. So I can go to Target and get me heroin now. Because here's the thing. Making it illegal hasn't stopped people from doing it. Exactly. So what really, what's really going to change if the other people who aren't doing it probably aren't going to run out and do it anyway? I don't exactly. think the problem gets worse by legalizing it. If anything, it cuts back on the crime issue of it when you no longer have to go like we have a very sketchy neighborhood behind our church okay and anything that you're looking for along those lines you'll find back there it's called hooterville that you'll find it back there in hooterville now here's what i'm going to tell you things become much safer when i can go down to the corner and buy it next to the little strip mall next to Publix, as opposed to going back there in that sketchy neighborhood and going sure. in because now I got to deal with the environment of what's back there now you take a housewife which where heroin is actually growing in it's in the housewives who got painkillers. They couldn't get their painkillers anymore. They had to go find something else. They went to heroin. And so inside of that, now you take a housewife, throw her in the back of that neighborhood back there, trying to score something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's your bigger problem. There's sure. your safety and your risks. It's not because somebody's using it. It's because somebody's going to get it is usually the bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense. I think Brad passed out on us. We're running out of time. We're not passed yep. out. But so my last, last questions. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What did you do uh, in the military, Tub? Since this is uh, not a real veteran. Okay. So, no, no, this is fine. Okay. I'm a, when you say not a real veteran, that's me, dude. I am the not a real veteran. <laughs> Let me explain to you why. I don't talk much about. Uh, I, I I don't talk much about the military because I spent a very limited amount of time now, just about a year in. Um, and here's why. Um, only because like I was pretty squared away. Didn't get in trouble. Didn't do anything. The Army proved to me I was not made to run. So I got out as a PT discharge. Gotcha. Before that, I, I was a 31 Foxtrot. So I did my basic training at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And then I did my AIT at Fort Gordon up here in Georgia. And, and so I did that. So, But I was reserves anyway. So I, I didn't miss out on a whole lot. So I don't, I don't say a whole lot. The only, the only thing I've ever used my DD-214 for was to go get my concealed carry permit. That's it. Other than that, I, I don't say anything about it. I, I just, I, 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 I don't hide from it. But I also, I'm like, to me, like the people usually you have on here or these other, like my father-in-law did 30 years in the Navy. That's legit. Okay. Yeah. I've always, I, I've been surrounded by guys who, who've done, you know, they retired out. And for me, there's always the real service guys. Like those are the but real you guys. Those are the guys. You still count. It doesn't matter. You you feel the loyalty. You feel it. You learn it. You get. You graduated basic training. To me, you pretty much count. But the actual rule, because there is a law, there is a rule, is ninety days. If you serve ninety days, you're a veteran. Yes. Yes. 
I did. And, and, and so, like, you saw, like, my wife right there. Like, my wife, she's like, oh, that still counts. I'm like, no, it really kind of doesn't. You're like, we'll go it places. Does. And they'll be like, hey, all veterans stand up. And I just sit there. I'm like, all right, I'm not getting involved in this. Um, but because usually, here's what happens. If you tell somebody you got out in a year, oh, dude, what did you do? I, I didn't do nothing. I was, I was very <laughs> squared away inside the Army. Like, I was. I didn't get in trouble at all. Like, I, I was truly squared away. And, and I probably would have excelled if it wasn't for that. Now, I have some different thinking in the libertarian side of the military now, sure. but as which we, if you already told us we don't have time, then we don't have time for this one. But so <laughs> whenever you guys just, whenever you guys decide, hey, we'll have a talk with him again. You let me know. You know, we, we, we'll let you know the correct time. Thank you. That's step one. Basically, Specific, maybe next correct. next next time it's not when somebody cancels on you. It's when hey, I think we should have Tub on again. This is great. Like this is great podcasting. I mean. That's how I'm justifying it on my side. It's going to happen. This is amazing It'll happen stuff. tomorrow. I'm going to meet a stranger on the street. And you're like, were you that guy on the podcast with Tub last night? And you're like, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. That was – wait a minute. I think it's going to be more of the other way around. Hey. I don't think so. <laughs> are you <laughs> Are you the guy on the podcast with Lay Pow Pow? Lay Lay Po? Lay, la, la, what po? is it? Yeah, was it? Lay Po Po? La La Po. Two tongues combined. La, oh, is that what that's from? Tub. Tubbies. It's all like, oh, really? Braxton has the most obscure humor on the face of the planet. It's like trying to connect More the dots of Lost, which is also his I favorite think, show. I think he's mocking me. I think that's mocking. He's mocking us both. Um, uh, it is a reference to your name. Uh, I wouldn't okay. call it mocking. That's borderline. That's yeah, cool. You got to understand his humor. I didn't even it's know. How that going to be? I didn't even realize what, that's what it was. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole damn show, so you're, on your, you're good. Listen, uh, well, all right, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Do what you got. Do what you think. Hey, no, I, I, I was just going to. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so just tubforjacks.com is the website. Tubforjacks on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook. That's, that's all you need to know. Go check it out. Just there. Yeah. I said it. Since Will's bedtime interferes with our uh, airtime, I would say that we're going to have to make like a series of episodes over a couple of months, and uh, that'll about cover everything. Hey, look, look, I don't, I don't know who your people are, but look, look at that jacked up family they got right there. Look at that. That, that is one hot mess of a family. They're great. Look, look at them. You can even donate right here. Yes, they can. Yes. And you can go to videos. That's awesome. How many campaign sites actually have videos on them ready to go? So that's great. I, I, I've been trying to because, you know, it's a mix. I, I, I'm a guy that I don't like reading a whole lot. And so I'm like, you show me. Listen, if you give me a whole page of this or you show me a two minute video, I'm probably going to click on the video. In all yeah, honesty, exactly. I'm just like, you know, yeah. So I kind of put some of those on there. Um, you'll see on there, I got my basic background type stuff. And then I have what I call tub around jacks. I'm going to hit in different areas in town. Just kind of cool, interesting little places that maybe in town we don't know a lot about. And kind of positive stuff. Rather than all my negative libertarian stuff, let's find something <laughs> positive that we can all kind of get behind a little bit. Oh, okay. so now I just scroll through my pictures and stuff. All right, so go That's check out right. my sites. Okay. All right, go check them out on Facebook and tubforjacks.com. And, and it uh, really is amazing what the three of y'all are doing. Like, uh, I mean, what a time to be alive. Like, that's that's so cool. Um, we would love to cover that more and more and more uh, between you and our friend Eric and uh, Ronald. Uh, yeah, great sure. stuff. I mean, really, like I said, free state project, but it's in uh, Jacksonville City Council. Uh, True. Like, really cool. And, and, and the thing is this, like all three of us, we meet often, just the three of us, and we kind of go over. And, like, we, we are actually, like, we're actual friends. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's not just like, hey, this guy's running over here. We got, no, no, no. We, we are, once this started happening, we started kind of like, hey, no, let's kind of all attack this together. They, they see that we're all coming from the same direction. It's Beautiful. Awesome. Unity in the community. All right, Tub. Well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, it was a great debate, great discussion. We'll definitely have to have you on again, but we really appreciate you. Not goodbye. See hey, guys, you thanks time. a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Good night. Well, there you have it, folks. Tub says go do magic mushrooms right now. He can donate. You heard him live on the air. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, you're absolutely right. And speaking, we got Ronald Tracy Robinson right here for Jackson City Council as well. So a lot of cool things are happening in Jacksonville. So we do need to keep following that. Hopefully that LP gives it a lot of attention. Um, but it's been a it's been a night, and we've already passed our hour mark. But we love you guys. Thanks for being on here, and you, Tub, as well as us and everyone watching. You're not a real veteran or libertarian. And... Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Oh yeah, follow Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, <laughs> and come see me and Bootleg here tomorrow night, same time, 6 p.m. Central. <laughs> <laughs>